Hello, <laughs> welcome to Inside the Verse Budget Edition, Budget Edition. <laughs> we spent all our budget mostly trying to get Sarah from CIG here. Sorry. <laughs> In addition, we have Space Pope. And next, the fastest typer oh. in the West. <laughs> I, I have no talent whatsoever to do intros, anything like Eris. My guitars are in tune, so I can't do that. That's all you're getting. Let's proceed onwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, hosts, what shall we talk about? Well, what's been going on in the week of Star Citizen? Anything caught anyone's eye? <laughs> well, we did have that interesting image, uh, you know, it's sitting in the background there somewhere. Oh, um, what, what would that be of? Well, it looks like we have derelict spaceships on planets now. And, uh, uh, and apparently one that has been made into a base that has a buggy. I'm not sure how effective buggy. that buggy would be in. Hmm? The base has a buggy or the buggy has a base? The base has a buggy. <laughs> See, my question is, how effective is that buggy in the sand? I think it would be terrible. Hmm. You can get out and push it, though. Fair enough. So, this week we had, uh, we obviously had the derelict uh, spaceships on the ground, but we also saw the derelict um, uh, was the Cutlass in orbit around the uh, planet. And uh, a lot of talk about <clears throat> these as possible mission points for salvage, for ground exploration, you know, a thousand other things probably. Something to run into when you're in quantum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, will these wrecks, do you think, and, and of course, I, I'm sure we're all just going to speculate, do you think these wrecks will be stationary or do you think they'll be adrift? I mean, there's tech, from a technological standpoint, there's no reason for them to not have a course. But from a gameplay perspective, you could see why they might be stationary. I don't yeah. think it would really matter. It's, I mean, I think it's like location, wouldn't it? it or like scanning as well. You know, yeah. for, you know, that sort of thing. It's, there's, to derelicts, there's a, there's a lot that can be, f like, as they like coming up to like a derelict and depends what craft, really, you know. Hmm. I mean, if you it, look at it from a different metaphor, say Skyrim, Oblivion type thing, these would be the equivalent of random encounters that you pass by. Mm -hmm. So you could have many things, many mission systems evolved into that that splinter off it could turn into a trade mission it could turn into mm -hmm. some adventure mission it could turn into a salvage mission it could turn into combat mission all yeah. from just wreck, still think, wreck yeah yeah or i still think there's going to be a space there. monster who like eats your head you know? <laughs> yeah that's it because it's a, i think like in games come it showed like an example like, you know, you've got a mission off a guy and then you can, you know, you go to that salvage and stuff. But, you know, there's, there's also like cargo, like I say, mm. like that, that he was after, um, could be for 
for bits and pieces. It's it's you know it's it's endless really, I guess, <laughs> from a from a salvage point of view. Or as I say, random encounters. Well, you might find some like say contraband or mm. you know could be could be like that, you know, and then it kicks off a mission and loads Many of possibilities. Yeah, loads of different options about how you could get the mission, how you could do the mission, what you find mm-hmm. on the mission, and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's there's the, as I say, there's loads of because that's a, it depends on the the wreckage as well, doesn't it? Because you say what it could be a wreckage of a fighter, could be a wreckage of a cargo carrier, and I suppose depending on like what you find could kick off whatever mission mm. and. As I say, even by like maybe perhaps like even scanning the wreckage, you can find data off that and you know things of that nature. So space treasure hunt. Yeah, exactly. There was yeah. um. See, uh, sorry, Eric. My question here is one of the things I was very curious about right from the beginning is whether or not these derelicts will be repairable. Um, so I, I, for a long time, it was it was talked about like the only way to get a Bengal carrier, for example, in the game would be to repair a derelict one, or to steal one from the UE Navy, which sounds very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm very curious to see if they see if the repair mechanics extend far enough to repair one of those derelicts. If you got two halves of a star fare, duct tape that. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, you got the Carpathia, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the Carpathia is more duct tape than anything these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this still a Carrick, or has it changed? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That's, but, I mean, the the Bengal's so huge. It's, it's that's a thing as well, isn't it? Like to steal one, you'd probably need more than yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, it's just. You know, you're going to have to get a fair few people to go in there uh, to go get one. Like, you know, <laughs> I wonder Which if you could, could like, if one person could stow themselves away on a <laughs> Bengal and not a Bengal. Yeah. I'm thinking of Wing Commander. No, it is a Bengal, isn't it? It's a Bengal. Yeah, yeah, Bengal. yeah. I'm thinking Bengal. of yeah, t- t- Tiger's Claw. Anyway, yeah, if you could just stow yourself away. And just live your game life as a stowaway <laughs> forever on one of those. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be good. Cool. That would be cool. I could totally see, given the sheer size of that ship. <laughs> just live in a closet somewhere and come out for food every once in a while. <laughs> you could essentially like just be like a little tiny rat man in the vents. Yeah. And just come out and like you'll be like you like aliens, I guess. You'll be like, what's that in the, the vents? And somehow like, you know, like person <laughs> stowed away in the vent vents <laughs> comes out for nibbles. <laughs> That's the one big thing that we haven't really seen in the game yet, is with the derelicts, I almost think you have to have the space monsters thing happen. With space the monsters. like you know, creepy critters lurking inside the derelict spaceship. But uh we haven't well, seen it yet. No. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I suppose at the moment, uh, say with, like, Gamescom as well, you saw, like, the pirates were stowing away in it and mm-hmm. using it to ambush people because I think that's another aspect as well like, that we showed at Gamescom was, like, tricking people because you could totally have that for, for, like, just luring people and mm-hmm. getting them on the, the start, like, that, that craft and then killing them and taking their 
craft that they've now just left in space and then taken that. It's it's very uh, sneaky. Ooh, that's sneaky. That is clever, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, you could find a derelict, but you can use that as a base of operations to ambush people and steal their stuff. <laughs> 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 like all it's gonna stuff. be a ruthless verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, but I just wanted some cargo. <laughs> there are all these pirates <laughs> watching this going, damn, she's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of was like, I would totally use that as a base and law people in. I'd be a total black widow. <laughs> 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 Love people to the doom. <laughs> Sorry, people. <laughs> Talking of Black Widow in a Starfarer, you were saying earlier about webbing on the Starfarer and the background to the Starfarer. Because, yes. Um, Starfarer, you did a fair chunk of work on that. Did the engine room, uh, yes, to the Starfarer. Um, uh, so the... The MISC integrates a lot of Xi'an technology. Um, so with the Starfarer, it's triangular shape um, because it's not – usually when you build an engine, as I say, it's, it's it's square, but I wanted to bring in a little bit of an unusual element, um, like alien almost, so we made it triangular. Um, and on the side of the, the engine, like there's two like split panels by where the three lights are, you will actually see some Xi'an webbing. Um, <clears throat> that we put that I put on the side, um, just for a little bit of interest and things like that. Uh, the pipes as well, they run underneath, so you can actually see the full triangular shape of the engine as well. And it's as I say, the three lights as well are a good indicator of like um, how the engine's doing and things. So it's just instead of like the blinky light, just you know, makes it a little bit more interesting if you have something as visual as that and stuff. So. As I say, it was really cool to work on. <laughs> so it's lots, lots of fun, you know. It's great. <laughs> so that, is it, even on the smaller ships, there are like hidden things like that. I, I, um, hidden, de highly detailed work. Detail, but if you start yeah, looking, yeah, yeah, if you start looking for like now that, that I've said that with the 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 Jean, uh, as I say, webbing on the side. If you look at a few misc things, you'll 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 more than likely see like we've got like it's certain like patternation on like misc, misc ships that will have this because they have integrated Geon technology. So, you know, as I say, we, we like to put like little bits and pieces like that in there. Just just gives a, li a little bit of extra elements to the ship and a little bit more interest from a visual standpoint. As I say, I, I love working on misc stuff because of that. Cause it's just, um, that's why, as I say, the, the engine's triangular because instead of just building something square and boring to look at, for me, anyway, I just wanted to make it a bit more like, if you were to pull that away as a just as a piece in itself, you'd see that it wasn't built in the usual method of like how humans would construct something. It would be it'd be quite alien. We like right, okay, so how does this exactly work? Because as I say, it's got a bit of human and alien technology built within it. So that's that's what I wanted to go for anyway with the as with the Starfarer engine because just that added level of detail that I like. So, <laughs> did you use anything from the Jean Scout as a reference when constructing the Starfarer? I did um, the like the the blades, like the quite as I say, the Jean Scout is quite um, it's quite angular and spiky and things, which is why the again it's why the engine's triangular. It's because it's pointy, and the Jean Scout is as I say goes to a point. So 
I use I use as I say the scout as an example with all of the hard lines and uh, the angles, and then integrated that into the engine, which is again just as I say is a triangle, and the um, the scout also has the webbing between the blades. So you will see the webbing between the blades, which is also on the Starfarer engine as well, just to tie the two together as well. So as I say, it's all there. Um, if you start, let's say, if you start like breaking them down, you start to see little elements that have been brought over into into like Jean and then Misk and vice versa and stuff like that. So let's say. <laughs> Would that have a positive side effect of, because that's, uh, like a leftover when you move it not a leftover but brought in and over would it save a little bit of time when you're constructing because you're like oh well I've just got that as inspiration or I can just take that part from there and use that I think um, it's it's like because we had the scout because um, we as I say we developed the scout and it was I say it was lovely this is it was, it was the, for me it was just like that for me, it was just everything that I wanted, I suppose, the engine to kind of look like in a way. Because with the Jean, that the Jean Scout is literally just Jean. So it was like, how do we add a human element into this ship? So I was looking at the Jean and I was just, I just came to a realization that, and, and I say from like shape language, that the, the objects are very sleek and angled and, um, as I say, got very, like, a, the colour as well, for example. Say the, the Jean is, uh, the Jean Scout is red, the orange, and then we've got the Misk, which is orange. So that's why I wanted another key feature. So the lights are orange in the, in the Starfarer. Where, and then, and then, as I say, orange and red. So they kind of complement each other. Um, and as I say, the, it was it was uh, it was interesting for me because I say that it's why I decided on the triangular engine was because as I say the the scout was very angular, and then I was like right okay so we need some human element and then the constructions it's it's a bit of both as I say it's it's relatable, but it has that as I say it's sort of it's it's not as well at the same time it's, it's which is what I wanted to go for it would be like More how would I build inspired by than copied yeah. It was very inspired. As I say, the webbing is is literally like that's their construction method. That's how they build their stuff. This yarn. How would I integrate that into Misk? So their construction met like of metals and alloys and things like that, which is what's on the side. That's a direct because that's how they build their alloys and metals. It's this very particular way which they've developed over you know however long their species have been alive. So. That's what I wanted to bring over into the Misk engine, which is because this is how they they know how to build stuff. So that's what that's how they know it, and that's how what they've shared is this information. So we wanted to add a little bit of both, so you have, you got a little bit extra, as I say. So and that's what it came up with. <laughs> so I think it's a little. There's a little bit of lore in there as well, because as I say, everyone, every manufacturer approaches their construction construction methods differently. And it's the same for, as I say, alien races will all construct and have different metals at their disposal. So however they've constructed something, they've done that for, as I say, like humans, we'd went through certain ages and it'd be the same for every other alien race. They will have probably have gone through stages and this is their, this is space travel now, you know, this is what works for them. So I wanted to build that into the, the Starfarer engine as well. This is, this is yeah. what works. Because I'm, I'm not sure if people know how, um, an artistic process 
like this very well, but it, it's not just a simple case of something comes across your desk, go and design an engine room. It's okay. I actually have to design an engine room. I have to know how yeah. the species use it. I have to know the whole background, how it's yes. evolved. So, and the advantage of CIG is that's, that's there with the law. So you've yeah. got something to play with. You've got something to be inspired by. That's it. Cause like, um, these genre are very elegant, like people. So, and as I say, it's because, uh, they're like, what the oldest and they've, 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 they've developed this technology, which is, you know, almost like awe inspiring and very different. And as I say, it's just, um, like when you get asked to design a Gian and human like engine, it's like, right. Okay. So now you read up about all the, um, like all the law, how they, they, they build stuff that the shape language, um, what like alloys, you know, metal construction, like all sorts really. And then you integrate it into this room that people just go in and go, okay. <laughs> and stuff like that. And like, but okay, that, this is that's kind of when you know you've done a great job is yeah. when someone just goes in and goes, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it, it should feel like it belongs there. That's, that's what it, that's what it should feel like. It should be, it should belong, it should feel like, right. Okay. That's it. That, that definitely belongs there. Uh, it, as I say, integrating the alien and human thing is it like the the this the shape language was was quite difficult like i say which is why looking at what we had and the scout and things which is is how i ended up on the triangular shape on the triangular shape because as i say it's just that little level of detail that i really want for people is like i want interest and stuff for people to look at and i also want them to feel if they go into that room comfortable like that's that's how it's always been there. That's how that's how it functions. It's just it's always I say it's just always been there. Mm, and a it natural should, layout. Yeah, it should be invisible almost. It's kind of just like yeah, that's that's that that's doing its job. That it just blends in with the rest of its environment. Mm. So that that's just the way I go about constructing things because I'm I'm doing all the ship components and and stuff at the moment. So I have to make sure that every single manufacturer follows a certain construction method and that's what I, uh, that's what I'm doing at the moment so you'll look at something and go that's that that's that that's definitely that so because mm, everything's <laughs> just got to be recognizable upset. by shape yeah yeah everything is their own as I say construction method what different screws they use um how long they've been doing it uh I I wow. go into that level of detail with all of my stuff and, I, and as I say I want someone to pick it up and go ooh <laughs> this looks interesting this looks you know this looks fun you know to use and i've had a lot of fun with them a lot of fun so that's just the level of detail that i like to go into with my stuff anyways just mm. you know and I, as i say everyone else is the same has got that level of obsession with whatever they're doing in work so <laughs> it's so i have a question that sort of takes us in a little bit of a different direction but i'm curious to to know what the reaction was to the Gamescom demo in the office. Oh, uh, we were made up. We were like, we were so relieved. It was just like, it was such hard work for like, as I say, just getting it, just getting it all out there. And it was just like, everyone came in the morning, like the morning after. And it was just like, it was just, it felt great. It just felt great. Cause 
the community responded in such a great way and everyone was like, oh, we did it, yes, this is great, you know, made up. And it was just smiles in the office, really, because, you know, if for a lot of people, it, I think it was just them seeing what they what, what we promised for such a long time, just realised just so fast. Just like, oh, and here's, here's the stuff, all the stuff. <laughs> So, well, as a, and, a, and, a lot, and a lot more even than what was, what was promised. There's a lot of stuff in there that we, up until recently, never really expected to get. Things yeah. like ve- on-ground vehicle combat and the planetary uh, procedural generation and stuff. Yeah. It, Pretty well, amazing. I'll we, we just, you know, we, we like to, you know, show stuff. <laughs> and, you know, when we've got extra, we're just like, there you go. So it's like, um, and, and the, the, all the work like leading up was, um, it, as I say, it was, it was just great to see, as I say, people's reactions. And like when we came into work, we were like, oh, I'm so happy. And, you know, just, <laughs> I was just like, oh, it, was the, it was one of the best feelings I've had just knowing that like, like people were just like, oh, this is great. You know, this looks fam- fabulous. And it just feels like all the hard work that you've put in. It, it it's like you know it's almost like it's just a sense of relief that it it's like you know I've, all the hard work that I've put in just does you know pay off and people are going to be enjoying this and having so much fun and I can't wait for like the upcoming videos of people having fun uh, you know just having just with their mates just having a laugh and as I say for me that's like such a pleasure because you know you work so hard on it and then to see people have such fun is that for me is, you know, is why I do it. It's because, you know, I, I'm a gamer. I like to, you know, I love pl- like playing video games is like one of my greatest things. So I want people to have as much fun as I do playing video games. And uh, that's the way I've, I've, you know, that's the way I see it. And it's what I want people to do. So <laughs> can't awesome. ask for more. I say I can't ask for more if people have fun with it. So, <laughs> so what was what was your favorite part of the Gamescom demo? I think the plant side show finally showing people the planet. I was like, I'd have to keep quiet about that for so long, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to say, look, we've got so much cool stuff, but I couldn't say anything. And then the plant planetary entrance, um, you know, when you enter the atmosphere, like. Uh, I think just seeing the planet for the first time like that was like for me still. It, it, I, I want people to be like the hair stand up, stand up on the back of the neck moments. You know, I, 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 you know, that's what I'm there for. Like I want people to experience the same thing, like, and have the feeling of, wow, okay, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. Uh, and, and, you know, for me, that was one of the, those moments, definitely. And then seeing, hearing the reaction of like, oh, you know, like, oh, you've, you've done it. And I was like, yeah, we did. <laughs> 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 so like, just seeing that. And then, as I say, because I watched the live stream of of, um, of our presentation and just hearing the crowd and stuff was was great. That, that again, was just like a, a proud moment. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad people like it. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> so it was good. It was very good. There See, was lots um, of happy a lot of bated breath in the crowd. That like every reveal, there was it was, it was like, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like oh oh I wasn't expecting that. Oh I wasn't expecting that. It was uh, 
And then I say there was a lot of happy faces in the office. There was a lot of happy faces and loads of hugging, just like, oh, we did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. So, it was great, you know. <laughs> are you guys already getting pretty, uh, pretty, um, I'm trying to find the right word for this. Uh, a lot of work going into the CitizenCon demo already? It's, as I say, it's just been nonstop in work. It's yeah. just ramped up another level. Um, CitizenCon, yeah, it's only around the corner. So, again, exciting. Um, I, again, I will be watching that live again. And I cannot, can't wait to see, um, again, people's reactions. I said this this thing, similar thing last time, um, but again, it's it's exciting, it's exciting times and, and stuff. So, don't worry, we have we're it's only it's only ever getting busier. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> it's only it's literally steam train ahead, nonstop, just just constant work, you know. But it's so much fun. I, I can't, as I said, I've said this before, but I can't imagine working on anything else at the moment. It's so exciting to be a part of it. And it's only just going to get better. So I would say it's lots of fun. <laughs> lots and lots of fun. Screwed <laughs> <good> stuff. <laughs> awesome. Uh, would this be a good moment for me to segue, Shiver? I'll, t- I'll take now. Yes. Would you, would you like to edutain us? And we can, we can take some questions after. Yeah, I guess. I, if anyone's got any questions, I haven't seen anyone in the chat ask anything. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so uh, there were a few days ago I was kind of confused about what I was going to talk about. And then unfortunately that question was answered for me with a bit of an exclamation mark. Um, we have talked a few times in the past few weeks about uh, SpaceX and obviously they had a very bad week. Um, for those of you who do not know, on... Uh, I believe it's Wednesday. I should probably actually check and make sure I'm right about that. Um, during the previous week. Yes, during the previous week. Um, the Fa- Falcon 9 29, so it's the 29th um, Falcon 9 rocket, was on the pad in Cape Canaveral for a test firing. Um, eight minutes before it was planned to fire the engines, uh, the rocket exploded. Uh, this was during fueling, so liquid oxygen is being pumped into the second stage of the rocket. Um, to date, they're not inter- entirely sure what happened, but um, those who have actually taken a look at the footage can see that it looks as though it to- the explosion took place either on the outside of the rocket or right where it connects to the, um, the fueling port. Uh, unfortunately... Um, the MO6 satellite was attached to the rocket at the time it was destroyed. Um, so the, both the rocket and the satellite were lost. Um, there were no crew anywhere near the launch pad, which is standard practice, but, uh, so there were no injuries or anything, but there was a, there was a, uh, a shelter in place at Cape Canaveral for a while to make sure everything, everyone was okay. Um, this was partially for air quality as well because, well, there was a very large explosion. <clears throat> so that's the, that's the, you know, bits and pieces of the incident. Um, there have been a lot of articles written in the past couple of days about this. 
Um, SpaceX has lost two Falcon 9 rockets in very different scenarios, but they've lost two in the last 15 months. Um, there was an article in Ars Technica that I had a bit of an issue with. Uh, it was an op-ed that basically said that uh, SpaceX should focus on their commercial crew operations in the Falcon 9 and basically stop trying to innovate because they are, you know, because they have had two failures in the last 15 months. Um, which, I mean, honestly, if you follow SpaceX, you know that they are not... All of, all of the Falcon 9 work, all of the satellite launches, the commercial crew program is all a means to an end. They're they're working towards Mars. And I mean, a lot of people have problems with that because they think it's unrealistic or um, not financially sound, but that has always been what the company has been about. And essentially, the Ars Technica our, uh, op-ed said um, that they should sort of abandon their Mars plans until the, they can reliably do the Falcon 9 work and the commercial crew program. But at the end of the day, uh, I personally believe that they SpaceX has a, other than these two incidents, has a very good track record. The incidents are likely unrelated. And uh, unfortunately, when you load thousands and thousands and thousands of, pound of pounds of propellant into a thing that's designed to uh, basically controllably explode... Um, occasionally one of them blows up. There's not a lot you can do about it. Um, and I think it's important, you know, for them to carefully review the incident and fix the problems that uh, they can find. But at the end of the day, I think they need to continue down the path that they are on because it's been very successful so far. Hmm. There was also a piece written... I, I was just going to go off of that piece, but then this morning there was another piece published on CNN um, by Leroy Chow, who is uh, a former NASA astronaut who uh, flew on four missions. And he basically echoed what I have been saying. Uh, rockets are dangerous. There's no real way right now for us to make them not dangerous. They're, you can control as best you can the safety aspects, but at the end of the day... Um, you're going to take a risk every time you climb aboard one. You're strapping um, yourself into a missile. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and the, I just want to read the last paragraph of his article because it kind of summar summarizes everything. He said, so yes, this is a big setback for SpaceX, but these dedicated people will pick up the pieces and move forward. This is what can-do people are about. We are not quitters. We will continue to push the boundaries and take managed risks to do so. We believe that it is worth it. And that's sort of where I'm at on this whole thing. It uh, It's very unfortunate, but um, SpaceX will push forward and continue to push the boundaries of innovation in spaceflight because they are the only ones who've been able to do it in recent years. Now, I uh, just wanted to summarize a little bit of the status of SpaceX, where they're at. Um, they have a launch pad coming online um, at Vandenberg Air Force Base soon. That that uh, launch pad was down for upgrades. Um, 
And then they have Launchpad 39A at Cape Canaveral coming online in the next, in, um, by November. November is their timeline. That Launchpad will be able to launch either a Falcon 9 or a Falcon Heavy rocket. And, uh, so once they have found out the problem with, that occurred and fixed it, they should be able to launch fairly quickly afterwards as long as they, as long as it's not a very complicated thing to fix. Um, they won't have to wait until the launch pad, uh, at, um, uh, sorry, launch complex 40 that was, uh, damaged during the explosion. They won't have to wait for that to be rebuilt, although it will be rebuilt. Um, so look for SpaceX to return to flight and they will continue to do amazing things. They have achieved an enormous amount this year. So it is unfortunate that they had to have a black rec- a black mark on the record as well. Um, but, uh, They'll get back up there and uh, continue to push forward with things like the Falcon Heavy launch and uh, moving on towards their Mars missions uh, starting in 2018. Hmm. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. You learn more from a mistake than a success. Absolutely you do. Um, Actually, Dimec91 had a really good comment on the chat and the I almost forgot about that, but Elon Musk once said, failure is an option here. If things are not failing, you are not innovating enough. Um, and, you know, he's he's completely aware. Building rockets is not... Building and launching rockets is never going to be entirely safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Um, it's the fact that, the you know, you have to be that ambitious to do it. It's like... What they're doing is incredibly ambitious and admirable. Uh, you know, it's it's I, I, telling something is impossible is you know it's so ridiculous. It's like if anything, give them you know support them like what what, what you know people like yourself and yourself are doing mm-hmm. is like so just saying that it's not you know you can't do it is just it's ridiculous when when you've been doing what they've been doing like you say oh yeah really well and then to be like oh look it blew up it's like you know well they're gonna learn from that and make it even better next time it's yep. you know saying something is impossible is no it, it can if, be done if it's it weren't just, for people trying to dress up as birds and run off churches 600 years ago we wouldn't have the airplane it's it's just what happened you know if you look back far enough people did horrible things to themselves in the name of science well so you have to look at airplanes just for an example of like you know humans flying is just you know it sounds ridiculous but happens all it happens every day every day every second people are flying just to you know, to, to, to you know, over, like even to Scotland or somewhere. But the fact that you know that that's even possible is is you know it, it's it's it seems like such a ridiculous thing to think about now. As you know, as as we've all grown up with airplanes, but it's such a such a human accomplishment to to have even managed it even in the first place. So to turn around to SpaceX and be like, "Hey, you can't go to Mars." It's like. Well, why not? <laughs> we can fly. <laughs> well, exactly. And even, even even last year, people were saying, well, you can't land a rocket. Yeah. It's not, you, it's it. not something that can be done. Even right up until they landed the first one, they were like, ah, yeah. you can't do it. Can't be done. Can't be done. Well, he did it. 
Yeah, and they did it, and then they did it again and again, again and again and again. And so, you know, for people to turn around on them now and go, well, you screwed up, now you can't do any of the things that you yeah. want to do, is like, <laughs> okay. Well, I bet the first few aircrafts that they ever built didn't quite make it off the ground either, but <laughs> they learn from the mistakes. And exactly. now we have... And then we have, you know, even like fighter jets, you know, it's drones now, even <laughs> unmanned yeah, aircraft, remote, remote control aircraft, exactly. Metal coffins like with wings that are three decks tall. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> but it's impossible, right. though. It's impossible, it's, you know, it's impossible. You can't, you can't do it. Forget it. Don't, don't, don't do it. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we can't break the speed of sound until we break no, it. No, no, it's impossible. You know, your head will fall off, which is mm. what they used to believe about cars. Um, they used to believe that when you go over 30 miles an hour, your head would fall off. Yeah. They used to they used to have people lining up along roads all trying to catch um, a sight of it just to see if someone would yeah. lose it or not. Oh, Maybe yeah. your head would fall off. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's just that level of crazy, but, you know... it. Mm. And let, you just you just do it because and that's what the thing is is about SpaceX. They are so highly ambitious that they they're, they're not going to fail. That they're, they're only going to succeed and prove people wrong. And I can't wait until they get to Mars and you and you can be like, ha ha, see, you know, told you. You said you couldn't land a, a rocket, and you said you couldn't get to Mars, but. Same, so he said the same about the moon as well, but you know, we managed to do that as well. So, <laughs> and, and you, we have fully stocked up the world's cheese supply since. Yeah, <laughs> ample cheese. Um, you know, there's a, I'm not sure if anyone has noticed, but there's a lot of parallels to be drawn here between CIG and SpaceX. Um, yeah, you know, CIG is yeah. making a game, but they're also making a game that has never been made before. Um, mm-hmm. That a lot of people have said and continue to say is not possible to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Constantly get told that. It's impossible. <laughs> you can't make it. You can't do it. It's impossible. And it's like, well, every demo we do <laughs> is pretty much like SpaceX. We do it and, you know, we prove people wrong. But that I think that's the best thing that SpaceX can do as well as what we do in ourselves. Just do it and prove them wrong. Just continue to do it and prove people wrong and just show them. That's the best thing you can do is just by showing people that it can be done. It's, it it's the same for every... Until someone does it. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, it's just a great philosophy to have. It's just like... And it's and it's the thing with every like human accomplish great human accomplishments was just being people saying it can't be done and then you just prove them wrong. It's just it's just one of those things that has to be done, and it's the same with as I say our our, our game and and as I say SpaceX. It's just you have to keep showing that it can be done. Same with like for example you know building an uh, international space station in space is quite the human accomplishment. <laughs> the most expensive Absolutely. human structure ever built and orbits our planet every single day and continues to sustain human life. And that's just, eh, whatever. That, that, that's such a feat in human engineering and everything else, which is just overlooked. It's just... It's staggering, and for me, like that—that that, the International Space Station is such 
an awe-inspiring thing. It's like, you're saying that SpaceX can't get to Mars, but we can build a structure in space that can sustain human life. And it's like, that for me is mind-blowing. So why can't it be done? It's, that's, that's, the, that's the mindset that I have. And just as long as SpaceX just continue on the path to down, they're going to prove everyone wrong eventually. That's just the way that I see it. <laughs> Absolutely. I say go, go SpaceX, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, agreed. Go SpaceX. Um, go SpaceX. Should we transition into questions now, Mr. Bathory? I was Bathory? just thinking, should we open it up? But uh, first of all, just to, for anyone late or doesn't know, could you tell us your job title and, like, main responsibilities at CIG? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am uh, Sarah of the UK CIG um, Foundry 42 concept artist and I'm responsible at the moment for the Terrapin manual, Argo manual, uh, space component, uh, sorry, spaceships, spaceship components, uh, logos, um, engine rooms, all, all sorts. I, I couldn't even list the amount of stuff that I've actually done. I've done a lot. <laughs> so, all sorts. <laughs> but yeah, I mainly, I, I do all concept art, mainly. <laughs> so. so, any questions? you think Sarah might be able to answer, please chuck them in. Bear in mind, <laughs> you're not going to get things like, when is this done? When is that done? Is this done? What's this? I'm sort sorry. Of thing. Just... <laughs> uh, so we did actually have a few questions earlier. Do you want me to go through those? Sure. Uh, yeah, do you want to pick a couple? I can pick a couple. But first, I'd like you to meet cool. Jim, the instance manager. He, he used Hello. to be quite a bothersome, but since 2.5, he's gotten better. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Thanks, um, Jim. <laughs> so, well, the first question we had was from Sporespawn. I think that's how you say that. Yeah. Uh, the question was, are style guide b bits and pieces, uh, sorry, are there style guide bits and pieces that can be copied and pasted as needed? Yes, um, we have something called uh, flat sheets, and every when we construct something, say from like from an, from our brief and then to concept, we create shot lines, construction lines, nuts, bolts, certain details, and they're all on a two D um, uh, image. So then what we do when we concept something, we all that information is then for sa therefore saved and then we can just bring that right over onto like the ships. So consistency stays, stays the same. The same, the same construction method is used and there's no detail. Then that's basically left out. So that's how, that's how a lot of our information is stored is on these flat sheets that we can use throughout our style guides and style guides as well do, as I say, are consistent as well. So, let's say call schemes, oh, my word, uh, shape language, construction methods. Oh, there's all sorts. So yeah, we 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 do save a lot of that information for for later use through through this through the use of uh, flat sheets and things like that. So, Silo Torn's awesome. got a kind of related question. You covered a fair chunk of it, but do CIG designers tend to specialize to certain visual languages, like separate ship manufacturers, for example? Is it hard to change context and take on something completely different? Um, I mean. 
I suppose with a lot, a lot of the ship, the, the ship stuff, like we have, obviously, we've seen Nathan, who is just like legendary. <laughs> and so, if there's anything, I suppose that I suppose that changes. Um, uh, I suppose we just we just I suppose it's a difficult one because I say we. I don't know. I'm not sure really how to answer it. Um, I'm not sure in what context. He means, sorry. Uh, I think he means like um, the style guides themselves. Are you. Ah, right. Do you. So if. Certain artists become specialised for Aegis, Mix, Misk, and so on? Yes. Um, There are. I mean, concept wise, uh, like, we do have a. Yeah, we do have a certain feel for things. like the concept artist called Daniel Yostra, he specializes a lot in like Aegis manufacturing and he gets to, and as I say, he, because once you know the shape language and like inside out, you can just, you can just get them done. <laughs> and the same with a lot of us, same with this, well, I'm doing the, um, ship components. We have a lot of manufacturers. So what I tend to do is, I read through every single style guide that we have um, and how the construction methods are done. And then I will then specialize in certain ship components. So as I say, as I say like ages, for example, or bearing and you know, that's that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, um, we do the, I suppose, yeah, there are artists in particular that do come very accustomed to building very certain ships and stuff and do them quite well. So yeah, it's, it's, as I say, but it's just the nature of the job. If, if you've had a really good, like, direction, you can, you can become accustomed to anything and just build it. And because we've got, as I say, we've got really good flat sheets and style language and everything. Um, you can just jump on and off and just, just make sure that it's solid. Because we, as I say, these, this use of sharing information and when we build something as well from scratch, um, with like the, from like the, the design briefs and then concept and stuff, all that information is stored and um, we build everything as a concept artist, we build in 3D. So all of that information, like the angles and construction, is saved right and passed along to to the sh- like the ship guys, so they essentially like trace over. So there's not really anything that's missed. So really, what as I say, you have a concept mesh, essentially, and then we as I say we trace over they trace over that it saves time. It's and then all the style language is is kept there in that way. So it's it's quite a good method of of construction, really. It's efficient. That, stuff, so. that ties quite nicely in a question that Acid asked earlier, which is like, what tools and software is it do you use yeah, when you're uh, building out the concepts? Yeah, um, well, it depends on the artist, really, because I use 3ds Max, Moe, and Fusion 360 to build all of my 3D objects. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a fair bit that that uh, that's used. Um, Dan and Yort use um, few. Um, well, York uses Fusion 360 and SketchUp, and Dan uses SketchUp. Um, and, and Alex uses uh, Modo. It, it is literally whatever 3D software you're quite comfortable in. 
um, because as I say, we use, we do a lot of, I'll say, concept meshes. Um, and then with our concept mesh, we, I use Keyshot for a renderer. So when I use all the materials that I use in Keyshot are kept and then certain finishes are then used in game because then we can keep all the material data from Keyshot. Then I render that out and then that gets put into um, Photoshop for then any f- little details that, um, that, that, that manufacturer then uses. So nuts, bolts, shut lines, um, patterns, logos, that sort of thing. And then that gets, that, that gets passed along then to whoever the, the, the concept mesh, the concept. Um, and then the information, um, like the, the flat sheets so that all of that then can just be made pretty much straight away and then just sent off. So, so say, <laughs> it's quite a fair bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Doom, Doom Centurion had a very interesting question earlier. Um, the question is, does the concept for how the aliens, uh, does the concept for how the aliens themselves are built come into play? Humans have five fingers on their hands, so keyboards and interfaces are very focused on that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, the construction, I suppose the construction method on how they would, I, I suppose, uh, it's all to do with the append, the, the form, really, isn't it? And like how our species obviously evolved tools, um, to cope with that. Uh, so yeah, the, as I say, uh, I suppose in a way of like how they've obviously constructed their metals and society will obviously come into play of their look. So yeah, I suppose it would, it would also be affected in that way. So are the interfaces different for the Xi'an and the, and the Banu and the, the Bandul, um, based on their, the way their hands or feet are? <laughs> Can't really say. Yeah, I thought that was a sneaky question. (laughs) 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 How many tentacles does it take to open a Banu ship? (laughs) 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 I would just say, like, just for me, for as I say, the the construction methods for the Xi'an and human are quite similar. So that's what I'll say for that. But I can't really say about the interface because. Obviously, then it comes into different alien languages and how they use the interfaces differently and, you know, all that stuff that has been said in the past. But, you know, it's in, in time, we'll, we, you know, you'll see the interface <laughs> stuff, you know, but that's <laughs> all I can say for that, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Anita Gamer Girl had a, had a question that we've seen asked many times over the years, but, I don't think we've had an update on it recently. Are we going to be able to paint our own ships? Um, customization. Um, I can't. I mean, I'm not sure because when we concept ships, um, I'm just obviously I just concept whatever needs to be concepted. I suppose mm-hmm. that'd be up to more systems uh, designer. Yeah, just sort of as I say, just. I suppose that would be up to other higher ups to decide that, I guess, but more than me. I just, as I say, I, I wish I could answer. Um, but you, I, you I don't know. You concept the image that you're yeah, given with the style like, guide and. Yeah. Yeah. Customization. That's your knowledge like that. of it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like, you know, um, 
building it from like this is the base this is what you get um any like flair as well like color change um, we do um but customization um i'm not entirely sure because as i say i just do the the base concept mm. so i can't i don't i can't answer that i'm afraid uh, i wish i could that's okay but uh, so that's a yes <laughs> definitely 100 <laughs> 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 percent uh, Nick, do you want to answer the next? Uh, ask, ne- ask the next question. Sure, you can um, answer it if you want. Next, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'd be able to answer it. So, Praetor Meyer, I think I'm saying that right. Say, have you watched any of the Capital Ships? And which one is your favourite? Capital Ship favourite. Oh, I mean, I think it is. I think it is the at the moment. It's the Bengal. Um, because uh, like you've seen a few screenshots of it, um, but I get to look at it, <laughs> so <laughs> and it's very nice. Um, so How long I'd does say, it take uh, to get from one end to the other when you're just looking at it going? <laughs> long time. Put it that way. A long time. Um, I, I'd say that's my favourite. It's absolutely beautiful um and just for a just like how it's come together is just like mind-blowing just because of the size of it it's massive i i I thought the idris was huge and then you know if you if you you could squeeze the idris like it fits in it and it's like you know the, the it's absolutely huge and it's so impressive like for me, like just you're just like, oh, <laughs> that's not even like a little bit of it, and you and you, it's just like mind blowing. Basically, it's absolutely mind blowing. So I again, I can't wait for people. I said this about the address last time. Actually, can't wait for people to see it. But I'm also can't wait for people to see the Bengal just because it's my favorite. It's my favorite flavor of the month, and uh, you know, it's 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 just incredible. Like what ship team have done, like constructing this huge ship and it's like guys you're just like little wizards in the corner like just, <laughs> it's just like what are you doing it's crazy but yeah it's 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 fantastic like that bengal definitely bengal just looks amazing <laughs> but uh, as i say ship team keep impressing me so I, I i you know every time i'm over there i'm like ah. Oh, I'm like, what are you doing to me? I'm like, you keep making me change my mind. I'm like, what ship I like? I'm like, I can't believe it. So, <laughs> but capital ship wise, yeah, Bengal. <laughs> so it's lovely. So here's a very leading question, but I, I, I like it enough. I'm going to ask it. Tilu3005 <laughs> asks, I secretly hope that there's a damaged Idris somewhere in Crusader. Why, why else would you put images of it in the 2.5 trailer? Um... <laughs> Quick lie. Uh, um, <laughs> rule of cool. Rule of cool. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sarah's not advertising. She's not marketing. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Adver- I'm not advertising that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm quiet. Uh, so Reddit's going to be full of people hunting. Just yeah, quit on driving aimlessly for months. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I thought uh, that's how you did drive. 
Damn. Um, up for that question, I'm like, I don't know. Um, it's look at you want has you want you know. As I say, I can't say anything about it. I'm afraid. Um, I wish again. Wish I could, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I kind of set you up on that one. Don't worry. So we, we can say <laughs> oh, no. cutlass confirmed, though. <laughs> Which? What, Just sorry? our cutlass is confirmed to exist. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can confirm that. I can confirm that. There we go, then. <laughs> there you go. I don't have to say anything now. I don't have to say, I don't have to say anything. Worst confirmation ever. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, people have been asking for months, you know, where's my rework cutlass? There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You complained, <laughs> that's what you get. That's what, that's what you I get. I look at my cutlass blue and think that's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in pieces. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. Your, re- your rework cutlass was turned into a derelict. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One left engine. Yeah, like, Even the oh, Carpathia's got two left engines. <laughs> <laughs> so, our next question is from Praetor Meyer again. Um, do you know anything about cybernetic or prosthetic implants and if there will be any variety in the persistent universe? Hmm. That's a good question. Huh. Um, not sure <laughs> how to answer. Do you want to save? <laughs> you want, I've got to save if you want it. You can call a friend if you want. Because I, I actually do friend. know the answer to this. There's this company called Versalife, and they've just started these experimentations with mechanical augmentation. I watched, I played this documentary all about it a few days ago and stuff. And um, there's this guy. Oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can get rebreathed, but it relies on a Praxis system. Yeah, and you have to spend money (laughs) to do Praxis points. I was going to go there. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, sorry. No, I can't answer. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's um, just wait and see, just wait and see. We'll see. Wait again. Wish I could answer this. It's just, there's so much that I want to tell people, and I, I just can't. Uh, um, all I can say is just wait and see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I think we've teased most people watching this, and ATV has. <laughs> I think so. I was just asking all these questions. And I'm like, oh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, uh. I, I get the feeling we might have to ask you back after Christmas or after Citizen. Well, why not both? We'll 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 have to ask you back and. I'll be see. back if you want me after CitizenCon, um, because I'd like to I'd like to do that because, as I say, I don't think. As I say, it's exciting again from what we have to show. So I, I'm, I'll have to have a chat with you. We might be able to work something out. 
actually. <laughs> you oh, <think>? Okay. <laughs> um, Where's Jitters when fine. I need him? There's a uh, there's actually a pretty good question here from Doom Centurion. Uh, do all the ship manufacturers have style sheets and guides now? Uh, are there any pending ones? Um, all the ships that have obviously been built and are out in the universe now all have um, flat sheets, style guides. You, you know, well, there's pretty much there's this the style guides for every manufacturer. So. As I say, so we've got that. There's that, and there's yeah, there's flat sheets. Well, flat sheets get made obviously as the ships get built. So that that's what I can say on that. Um, but there is style guides and things like that for for all the manufacturers. So that's what I'll say with that. Because <laughs> obviously I, you, know, you can't just build a ship from from you know not or anything. So you have to. Obviously, have a brief and things like that. So, we have all them. <laughs> I, I like that question from Doom Centurion. Uh, yes. What are some unexpected things that require style guides? Does Big Benny's have a style sheet? <laughs> Big Benny's is like blown off like so much. Like, um, <laughs> yes, it has. I just, every time I'm like, like, see like a Reddit post or. Um, like our Facebook feed, it's like a guy in a big Benny's vending machine outfit. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on with this big Benny stuff? Um, props, um, have style guides. Yeah. So we have, um, low tech, high tech style guides. Um, dependent, you have universal prop style guides. Uh, the, the, cause that's the thing with props as well. Um, they change depending on what environment they're obviously in. So if you're in a high-tech environment, then all the props there will have high-tech elements to them. Low-tech, same. Uh, Big Benny's. Um, <laughs> obviously, that's a noodle company. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, Big Benny's will just have the little Big Benny's logo on it. So if you find, ever find like a ramen packet, then it'll have the little Big Benny's happy noodle face on the bowl. <laughs> I'm just sort of picturing the Big Benny's Big Benny star guy just like, Noodles, happy face, done. Happy face, happy noodle man face. <laughs> so yeah, as I say, it's it's quite quite essentially, you know, um, style of a Japanese vendor machine um, with the characteristic of a noodle noodle face stuff on it. Um, uh, but the, the famous characteristic noodle face stuff that's so it, famous. It is, it is a really famous noodle face. I can't, as I say, I can't believe like how how big that blown up but i'm really glad because as i say every time i see um his noodly face everywhere it makes me happy and so we've got t-shirts of him now as well i was like wow that's amazing as i say he was just um he was just a cute little mascot that we had and he, he's just he's just ended up everywhere now <laughs> I think so, you guys you guys started it all by making by making a vending machine that could be moved around the, the crusader <laughs> Once that happened, it was all over. <laughs> it was like, no, it's done. It's, it's ended now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the nice knock-on effects of that was the Big Benny's theme, which I'm going to keep saying to people in case no one knows. Yeah. The guy who wrote that was in a band called Koteki. Go and check yes. him out if you like the Big Benny's theme. An awesome I, band. I can't... I, I put it on and I was like, I can't believe that they've made the theme tune to Big Puzzle. That's how I found the Big Benny's thing. Like, 
how it blew up was through Goteki. It was like um, this big, the Big Benny's theme tune. And I was like, no way. I was like, I can't believe they've done a theme tune for Big Benny's. But I said, I'm just really happy that people like him. I mean, he's, he's like the noodle bowl's made up. But he's made up that he's, you know, famous. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm really happy. Like, But yeah, all our props have um, style guides and stuff. So. Yeah, it's just Brandon, really. <laughs> Will so, there be an evil Big Benny's Mirror Universe equivalent? Ooh, um, I hope so. There'd be like some evil noodle corporation. Small so Franks. Like, yeah, really small Franks or something. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny Franks. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, so we have another question here. Uh, this one is from Prater Meyer. Uh, did you ever, th- uh, just a moment. Uh, did you ever think of something that isn't planned to be in the game and that you would like to see implemented? Um, no, actually. Um, pretty <laughs> You're much, implementing everything. <laughs> pretty much like everything that gets sent my way, um, is, is, well, I, I think that's the thing is like, because obviously from co- like I do the concepts um like um it's this the feature that is obviously going to go in i concept so that's already been decided uh so it's it's like whatever i make just gets put put in the game sort of thing so everything that i've i've made has been implemented um so so yeah i mean i even had um as <laughs> an issue of getting stuff implemented into the into the game personally because as I say that's already been decided by design to be implemented there, in the game. So are there are there any things you you would like to see in Star Citizen that you don't think are going to be in? Um, what I would like to see in the game, um, from just from a personal point of from just from just working mm-hmm. on ship components, um. <laughs> I would really love to see really, really old derelict ships from, like, say, something that happened before everything, like just ancient relics of ships. Um, Just, like, you find these old wreckages, and from that you would get, like, say, the you'd see, like, old avionic systems and old, like, just, like... What you basically what we would now come across like an old World War Two plane or an old World World War One plane, something like that. I, I, me personally, I would like to see. So you'd find like a like a, a prototype Hornet or you know something like that, which would be really really cool to you know to see something like that. That's 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 just from building ship engines. You see, that's that's my love. I love building like ship engines, ship components, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. So for me, I would love to work on something like that, like, you know, really old aircraft, that, like, you know, prototype stuff almost. Like That's the RSI like. Zeus? Yeah, so it's more, more of that, really. Hmm. Just like stuff that they've been experimenting with, but, you know, it was at the time it was really really experimental and maybe didn't work fully or something like that or that was something that was kept in secret and maybe you go to like parts of space and you find where they were experimenting on this you know test flight or whatever you know when it just went wrong and you find the wreckage of it and stuff and you pull 
engines apart and you know stuff like that for me just because i i um like i build like i i, I reconstruct well I, I like i like building car engines as a hobby <laughs> wow. so so i um i like to see like the restoration of something and i like to build old basically restore old engines back to what they used like the what they were meant to be originally and for me I would just like to see something like that just as a just because I've just been building so many engines and power plants and you know all that sort of stuff so I'd love to see like a retro one like an experimental one almost like oh this is interesting like how does this work and it'd be like really maybe unstable but would give you like a huge boost so that sort of stuff that's just for me anyway I, I love all that I love that seeing really classes. cool it's it's almost like a classic car. You restore in a classic car. You'd restore like a classic Hornet or, you know, something like that. Like, and you'd have it in your garage and be like, ooh, <laughs> you know, I, I restored that back to its former glory. And- it doesn't take quantum fuel. You've got to wind it up. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, 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 like a little, <laughs> like a little gasoline. <laughs> yeah. Like some, I say it's like you, it used like highly unstable fluid for its, for its petrol and things like that. So. But that's that's just what I would, you know, as someone who designs and builds engines and, you know, ship components, that's that's my little thing anyway. But let's say, you know, it's just fun. <laughs> Gamesocker123, he had a question I thought was quite which was, how much do you know about what's been worked on elsewhere in the studios? Um, do you just need to read Reddit and INN transcripts to find out what's going on elsewhere in the, the company? Hey, no, um, we have our daily newsletter, um, and it just basically gives you a catch up of what every studio is doing. Um, and I always, I say, I on my lunchtime um, and after work, I check Reddit and just make sure that um, people having good experiences, I guess. Um, and also, I go down to QA as well at least once or twice a week and just see how the latest patches and. For me, as I say, I, I like to make like know that people are having a good time, and I say QA on it like like no one's business. Like if there's a problem or anything, they 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 they're well aware, you know. And as I say, yeah, we're we're, we're never off the loop of what every studio is doing because I say we have our daily catch up and newsletter, so everyone knows what we're doing. So you have to really <laughs> something like this, you know, <laughs> it'd be lost then otherwise. So <laughs> Jim asks a pretty good question. Uh, do you work with the law group at all to flesh out a guide, brand, etc. when you're doing a concept? Um, yeah, um, there's Dave, Dave Haddock and um, John Crew. Uh, they come up with a lot of law um, for, our, for all of our manufacturers. Um, so when we start a manufacturer, you've got all the law there, um, key shapes you'd look out for when they were built, when they were started, if they were a, a civilian, you, you know, uh, industrial, you know, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, we, the, you can't just, you can't just start something and be like, Oh, here it is. You know, it, it has to, as I say, you have to have read up first about, about how, um, how, how they've come to that point in their construction. Um, how they build everything so that's you have to read it before you start so <laughs> yeah so, uh, they keep references all around you as well so you're like okay yeah that's it <laughs> yeah that's it we have i have two monitors one of them is all the i say all the construction that's and, and items we have including the ships as well because obviously 
if you build an engine, then it kind of follows through to how um, that they would build the ship the same way. So it's the same thing. And we make like mo- like there's boards as well that we make. So there's like a collage. So we make like collages of that and just be like, right, okay, we're looking for this key shape. Um, this is the law. This is how they've come to this construction method. And uh, they started constructing them in this year, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, we, it's quite in depth. <laughs> but it, I suppose... From your perspective as an artist, it must be very useful because you're like, oh, you, yeah. you can just slip into the yeah. role rather than have to make all this yourself. Definitely, because, I mean, if someone just says to you they want a sci-fi power plant, I mean, it's like, <laughs> well, well, what materials it made out of? When did they start building them? Because then obviously metals change, you know, maybe there's a shortage of uh, you know, iron or something. Uh, so they'd build out sort of a different material. Um, what, you know, it, was it built by a civilian? Was it military? Was it, um, you know, was it, was it just built on the fly? It does, there's, 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 there's all sorts that, that go into just building up, you know, just the simplest object. Um, and so to just be like build a sci fi powerful and you'd be like, you know? <laughs> Nathan Dearsley himself, who said uh, trying to convey a story without any dialogue whatsoever is one of the big objectives and what they aim to achieve with absolutely every single art placement and things like that. So. Yeah. Well, that's it. You have to make sure that it's, I would say, one of my favorite games is like Dark Souls. Is like, even though there's not a lot of dialogue there, the environment will give you a lot of clues to like what's happened. Um, and it's the same for like manufacturers. It's like, if you were to look at a manufacturer, you would hope that the entire manufacturing range would look like similar in some sort to just, just key feature. Like, Oh, that's that. Like I say, Juno or something. Um, and then even the smallest object would be like, Oh, that's, that's that manufacturer. So that's, that's what we go for. Um, and even as I say, law wise, that's, that's exactly why, how they've been constructed is through reading the law and making sure that construction methods at the time were there, metals, et cetera, et cetera. So I say it's really a lot of fun. Like, <laughs> and it's good to have, cause as I say, you can't just build a sci-fi, sci-fi power plant. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just doesn't yeah, work like that. Yeah. You need the guidance to do it. Yeah, well, that's it. You, you can't just build, you know, and it's just, and it's also as well, it adds character to something that I build because obviously if it's built by a civilian, then it's like, then you learn about the guy who built it. Like, or was it a couple of guys? Was it they were just sick of someone and wanted to build their own? And, you know, they would use diff, vastly different techniques to something that was militarized. Um, so that's the way that I approach uh, an object. So it's a lot of so it's an awful lot of fun. Like, <laughs> so there's a really good question from Doom Centurion that, that I think is interesting. Um, he asks, "What about the style guides for architecture? The really old lore post had maybe eight or nine different eras for architecture. Any favorites?" Um. Hmm. Not sure, really. Uh, Architecture-wise, I think hmm, probably I, I really like civilian stuff. Um, civilian architecture uh, tends to be sort of just what they're able to find. 
So um, like a front, like like frontier or the good grim yeah. hex or yeah, type of architecture. Yeah, um, it just reminds me so much of like Blade Runner, um, uh, which is like one of my all-time favorite films. Um, and I just, I just kind of love. Uh, that's what I uh, architecture-wise. That's what I look for because it's kind of just like a world that's almost like barely getting by, but it, it's it's just kind of like they're all just trying to survive. Um, so you've got this really nice, really nice mix of like old and new architecture. Where like in a high, like a high tech city, it's sort of like it's been built from the ground up to be perfect, almost like look perfect. Whereas I say like Frontier and Grim Hex, it's literally it's been there for a while, and it, it's it's you know it's only sustained by people working together trying to make it work. And just putting crazy inventions together to try and get the, I say the, like power plants working or coolants and, you know, uh, oxygen, um, to, to try and pump that through. So, uh, that's what, that's what I like anyway. I say, I just love Blade Runner. So, I'm, Grim Hex and everything's. I'm, I'm really looking forward to visiting like little tiny frontier outposts on free yeah. worlds. Yeah. That's it. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot. I say, I, I just love that because it's really atmospheric and moody. Um, I just gravitate more towards them, as I say, because of Blade Runner and stuff. So, <laughs> I, I think we all got a bit of a Blade Runner feel off the Levski landing zone without yes. thinking well, you, it's just a complete rip off. It was its own feel and it was like still reminiscent of Blade Runner and, you know, yeah, cause just it's, gentle that's, dystopia. Well, that's it. It's, it's like, um, uh, like Levski is like as you as you notice like multi like multi tiered like mm. it's got loads of layers to it and um, I think that that for me is like I I just absolutely love that because it's just the it's like I say like Blade Run and stuff there's you can see there's high like sci fi like really high tech elements to it but the further down you go the more underbelly you get and the more rough. And as I say, I'd totally be a pirate. I, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be so shooting people. <laughs> I'm so like, anti UE. I'm, I'm just like, I just want to be a pirate. I just want to shoot people. I want to ambush people. So it I'd be of, totally in the underbelly. <laughs> it, it kind of brings to mind um, Necromunda, <laughs> which probably no one remembers. It was a spin-off from Warhammer 40k set on one particular planet. And it was the most extreme of what you just described. The whole planet was just one massive um, skyscraper. And at the very top, it was all fine and absolute elite. And the further you go down, the worse it got. Yeah, well, that's it. It was like, um, is it like in Final Fantasy VII? You had the plates, the upper plates. And then there was the slums, which were just downtrodden. And um, it's just, I just love that atmosphere of, you know, just, just people trying to get by and, you know, they'll do anything to survive. And you get this lovely mix of, as I say, high tech and low tech atmosphere, uh, sorry, like um, technology and the atmosphere is really grungy and not because I, I say it clean and cut and stuff's really nice, but I just like that little extra level of grunge to stuff. And as I say, I'd totally be a pirate. So I'd be, to- I'd be there all the time, all the time in the underbelly. 
So, <laughs> so we have an, we have another two questions actually from GameZogger, but they kind of go together. Um, have you ever designed a component that you hate, but it still made it into the into the game? And the second question is, if you could design one thing, what would it be? Um, component wise, um, I I don't know. I know what I I'm trying to think of something that I've hated um but it requires such an amount of time and effort to just make one that if i hated it <laughs> i would uh <laughs> it, i would hate it, it if so, you hated it you pro- you wouldn't submit it one would assume either i mean no, if it doesn't like, meet your standards it's not going to meet anyone yeah, else's is it well that's it like i i absolutely i i stay awake at night sometimes thinking about like if i've if it just doesn't sit right with me, I, I can't. I, I go in the next morning and I totally redesign it because it's just I'm not happy with it at all. I can't. I can't. I can't have someone like have it and I'm not happy with it. Knowing that I'm not happy with it is just not good enough for me anyway. And I wouldn't expect someone else. Like I wouldn't want to put that on someone else. Like I, I couldn't do it half half half-cocked sort of thing I can't I, I have to put everything in it or not at all really um so the for me ship components and stuff no I I have to make sure that what I'm putting out I'm happy with and I hope that the people that help get them eventually um are happy with them as well just to, as I say just because I just put so much time and effort in and everything I have to make sure it's right I have to because um you know, I just put too, I put, put too much effort into me <laughs> to look at it and go, oh, I hate that. I'll just be mm. like, no, no, no. Um, what I would like to design, um, just probably more big engines, more big engines. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm obsessed with building engines. It's just like, just let me out one. Just want to, just, just, uh, yeah, another engine, please. I, I want to build a big engine. And, um, cause as I say, I just, I get, it sounds really lame, but I get really excited by the prospect of building spaceship engines. And as I say, like big power plants and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like for me, that's my, that's my bread and butter. So if only there was say, some sort of capital class ship coming know, up right? that was going know, into concept like... or anything. <laughs> oh, who'd have thought, eh? Yeah. I say I would have just brought back to as well before is like I say like retro engines as well like you know old school experimental stuff I'd love to design something like that like just from like a personal point of view like you know that does come across um, sort of join up with another question that was asked by Eddie the Gamer Ghoul Um, he was asking is do you think there is a possibility of coming across older ships in the verse like uh, the Artemis or other ones that exist in the lore I mean for me, like, I, I absolutely 100% hope so because, I mean, how cool would that be? Like, you know, from, from someone, as, as, as I say, as a gamer, like, coming across, like, some ancient derelict is, like, wow. It's, like, a wow moment for me. So I would certainly hope that, that they would because, you know, as I say, I'm a concept artist, so I just, you know, I just design the stuff. So I don't know what they've got planned, like, design-wise and stuff, but I really would like to... Personally, for myself, I would like to see it because, as I say, it's a wow moment, and I, 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 I 
I say I'd love to see that I, I myself. I think, it, I think it would add a lot of depth to the yeah. game universe. To, to the game universe to come yeah, across things it's, like that. That's it. It's just um, as I say, I, if I was playing, you know, if I, if I, I would, I would just love to to like restore it as well to its like natural, like what it used to be, and like you know, the upkeep of it and everything would require quite, you know, a, a bit of effort because it's such a classic ship. It's like a classic car. It requires upkeep. Um, and I'd just love to, like, come across someone's hangar and just be like, see it there and be like, wow, you've got this ship. You must have, you know, done this and this and, and salvaged. And As the game ages as well, then the systems are in place for that to occur naturally as well. Hmm. I mean, yeah, there's not it, just going to be one version of the Aurora, yeah. is there? Well, that's, well, that's it. It's like as as this game and it gets deeper and stuff, it's as you say, it's going to be in like a natural evolution for it as well. So it's, it's just exciting because for me, that's I would love to see that. And as I say, as the game gets older, <laughs> as you say, by like natural evolution, that's that's what's going to happen anyway. So, and I say coming across a wreckage of a ship is always exciting anyway. So, um, it'd just be cool if it was an ancient one. You'd be like, "Oh, hello! <laughs> I wanna, what's in this? Oh, hello! This is great!" You know, uh, it's uh, it's exciting. So, <laughs> so we've probably a, got enough time for one more, haven't we? One more question. Yeah, uh, one more question that I, I think is interesting one. This one's a bit speculative. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer, but trivi- <laughs> trivial, trivial funk suit asks, we all know there will be oceans, but will water be just for show or will we be able to interact with it somehow, such as swim, drown fish or use your ship as a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> Isn't that a friend uh, question? That, they're, they're the world builders um, at the moment. Don't give her an out. Come on, shiver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like screaming chicken's question a lot more, though. I mean, as, he raises a fantastic say, yeah. point. He didn't ask that question until after I asked. <laughs> oh, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Sarah. I'll say I'm, I'm really sorry because, like, as I say, I don't build the worlds, unfortunately. So that is a definitely a, a question for Frankfurt, I'm afraid, because I, I can't answer that. I just... Yeah. Um, Do you think we might find out the answer to this at a certain event coming up in several weeks? Who I could answer that. I could actually answer that. <laughs> if you pay attention to the monthly report, yes. Because they awesome. Frankfurt did um, polish work... When did... Two, three months ago? It was mentioned in the monthly report, polish work on river flows, river direction and mounts. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was months ago. And I was like, that's, that's polish work. Why is that going on mm-hmm. now? So yeah, read the monthly reports. There's more in there than you think. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually think we should ask screamer, screaming chickens question as well. <laughs> um, since you're so passionate about engines, what do you think about the Redeemer engines, and would you like to change them? <sighs> the uh, the curling iron engines, straightening, <laughs> straightening irons, and not curling. Straightening iron. Sorry about that. Straightening. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I I guess for the ship, um, it serves its its purpose. Um, 
But uh, personally, I would have liked to have seen them a little bit more interesting um, than than what they are currently. Um, it, it it's just yeah, because for me, um, I'd I'd like to I because the ship is is like I re- I I absolutely love that ship. Um, so I I just I would have expected the same you know level. Um, so yeah, I would I would like to. I would like to, to like, possibly have a go of it and and come up with something interesting for them because, as I say, for me, I yeah, I, I would just I would love to have come up with something a little bit unique as the ship is. So, because that's the thing with like engines as well, like the ship, the ship engines and things should be as unique as the ship themselves. So, yeah, I I, I mean, as I say, they serve the purpose, but I I would like to. I'd like to have a go as well and see what I come up with. As I say, for me, the, sh- the engine is as as, new- as unique as the ship because it's the heart, and you know, it's you know, you wouldn't have a you wouldn't be able to fly a ship without an engine. So, it's special. It is a handsome, mean ship with straightening irons for engines. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, it's like the engine should be as unique as the ship themselves, and they should be. It should be an almost like a a focal point. Like if you walk into that room or you see that object, you should be like, "Oh wow, okay, that's that's interesting." Not, "Oh wow," <laughs> you know, uh, that's 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 interesting. Uh, okay, so for me, as I say, yeah, I would like to. I'd like to come up with an idea for it and see what I come up with. Um, just because, as I say, uh, I, my, my primarily thing, my bread and butter is ship engines. So, and I like to make sure that it's the, as I say, un- as unique as the, the ships themselves. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, they serve, I'd say they serve the purpose, but just, you know, give it a bit of love. Just mm. give it a bit of love, you know, little, little bit of caressing. You know, little hug. <laughs> I would say the, uh, the the redeeming feature of that ship is uh, its shield generator. <laughs> yeah, I I, I love the shield generator. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the the shield generator room was always my favorite part of that ship. Um, I thought it was a really neat design. I like the yeah, coffee pot. You like the coffee pot? Yeah, I seriously like the coffee pot. I thought that was cool little touch. If you're on a big ship like that, <laughs> you're going to be out there for a while. And it, it's uh, Aegis? Or, um, yes. I think it was Aegis. Nope, and you're right. So, you know, I'd want a flipping cup of coffee at some point out there. I, it's nice little <laughs> touches like that. You think to yourself, you know, well, I'm going to be out here for ages. What's the point of having a loo if you've got no coffee? <laughs> you can't well, drink the engine it. coolant. Well, that's the thing is, like, um, we could. I, I used to um, before I worked for CIG. I worked for um, Sony, so I was trained. I, I like Sony trained me to do um, wipeout vehicles. Um, so for me, on a wipeout vehicle, you see, it was always the back end because that's what you tend to focus on. So you had to make sure that the back end was almost more interesting than the front. Um, so for me, I'd say it was all about the engine construction. So that's just, that's just the way I, that I see it, you know, 
because you're going to look at the the back end more than you're going to look at the front. So. <laughs> but yeah, as I say, it's just it's just interesting as well. <laughs> Must resist puns. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm just there's so many puns. I was waiting. I was like, oh, he's not even going to pun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get behind on my puns. So that's all I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> there I'm are more, gonna... but they're bringing up the rear. <laughs> oh, right. oh, that's terrible. Before I do star, oh. let, we better call it in. Um, let's do some housekeeping next. What have you got on this week, apart from clothes? Same as I was. Yes, clothes and... They're just regular transcripts. So, UATVs, RTVs, you know, that stuff. Yeah. And, and the monthly Eric report. And monthly Not report. Oh, you, you, that's too late for you, isn't it, usually, the monthly report? Sometimes. You Sometimes. keep your hands off Frankfurt. That is mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, Eric, um, I understand you've got a big thing this week, which we should wish you luck for. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm going to be gone for a little while. Uh, sorry, everybody. But uh, Tuesday morning, I have surgery. So I will be uh, hopped up on drugs for a few weeks. <laughs> but you're going to look beautiful, glamorous. You're going to have wonderful legs. You're going to keep the beard, I hope. But other than that, it's a full gender change, as I understand it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See, okay, what have you got on this week, show, Sarah? Tell us about your more week. He's <laughs> <laughs> totally crazy over that. <laughs> um, my week is going to be continuing with ship components and making, and on a few others as well. Um, continuing with work for, as I say, um, Citizen Con in October. So lots of exciting stuff coming up there. So I'll catch you after that. And, make, and see what you think. So until then, I'll be working yeah, I'll be myself. Right, I'm, I'm sure. Find... I'm sure yeah. we'll find it satisfactory, so. <laughs> adequate. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, I've got regular cosmic cataclysm and postcards this week. What was the other thing going on this week? Next? Oh yeah, uh, I'm not entirely sure who's hosting uh, podcast next week. If it is me we will probably do a postcards inside crossover unless there's big urgent news in which case we'll have to be serious but let's hope not <laughs> so that thank you very awesome. much <laughs> thank you very much for joining us sarah it was an absolute oh, pleasure. pleasure yeah thank you oh, we my greatly pleasure. appreciate oh, you good. and the hours you put in at work <laughs> it's okay i mean as long as people keep enjoying it then my job's done so i'll say I just want to thank everyone for particularly um, the, I just want to say thanks to all the um, people that have been playing it who are a bit of like veterans at the moment, helping all the new guys out and um, making sure that their transition to our games being as smooth as possible. So I just want to thank, thank everyone for doing that. Cause you know, it does really mean a lot to us to, you know, cause our community is, is fantastic. So thanks guys. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the slight bad news is we have no video of this, but I have recorded the audio, which will probably go up 
usual day Monday. God, that's Sounds only... Good. Hopefully Monday. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, yes, thank you very much for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Uh, stay tuned on imperialnews.network for transcripts in the week, any other bits and pieces, fiction on Wednesday. I hope that's it. Yeah. I hope that's it. <laughs> Thank you and for coming. I'll remind you again. I'll remind you again. Monthly report. Monthly report. Friday. Thank you all for coming and we'll see you next <laughs> week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>